Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. We actually need to turn up yeah. the... the... <laughs> what, a, what a weird Wednesday this is. It has been really crazy, and I, I was... Uh, um, we've got Dave Murray in the background, and he was one of the ones that was like, you know, you should really do cameras on. Yeah. And this morning was one of those mornings that it's like, I don't think I'm going to be ready yeah. at all. So well, um, and then we had technical stuff. Oh, on yeah. It's side, just been so. kind of weird. Yeah, crazy. It's been kind of weird. Um, uh, good morning to everybody. Uh, let us know where you're, yeah, where you're please listening say from. Hello. Let us and, know that yeah. we're broadcasting this morning. Yeah, that you can something. hear us. Otherwise, we'll just stuff. talk to each other here. So. <laughs> Dave's here too, yeah. so we can do that. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. Wednesday morning, where it's like really weirdness. seriously, it's been a lot of weirdness. Yesterday was Pi Day. Yeah. I don't know if anyone um like uh celebrated Pi. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's kind of nice to be back in the area. Um. I you know I've got uh, friends that I've had for decade or so and um and so as soon as they found out that we were back they're like are you coming for pie day because they do this every year and Mm -hmm. they have like everyone brings a homemade pie and then whoever it is that can dictate pie the number the furthest is the first one in line to get to get um their pie and then they rank it and i mean it's just it's this really fun thing yeah um it was fun it was we got pie made some or uh but Made some new connections. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was and a good yeah, evening. Yeah, it was a really good evening. So, and we didn't get to bed late or anything. So yeah. it's just uh, this morning, I think that we went, oh, my belly is full of pie and I will sleep. Yeah. And sleep and sleep. Yeah. So, so, hey, uh, I see Karen Keen Barnett. I got to put in a mention. She's going to be on with us oh, on Friday. So look forward to having her come to the conversation. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, with a capital provider. I'm sure that'll yeah. come up a little bit, but we uh, we, we yeah. might talk and about money. But uh, we got other things. Yeah, we'll talk about. George too. Yes, um, we and this is another thing to talk about. So George, yeah. home of the new executive director for FIADA, Chuck Bonanno, will actually be on the show next Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday. Correct. And so we'll be chatting with him too. And he's also going to be one of the people that will be joining us for the event on the 30th. Yeah. So, and um, John Frulo was named uh, the executive director in Texas. Yeah. Lots so of yeah, I think he's out of the stuff. Lubbock area. So we need to have yeah, him on the show. I'm not, day. I have not met him. No, me either. Okay, cool. Yeah, then we, yeah. we're looking forward to, uh, to meeting him at some point. So good morning from sunny PA. And yeah. um, um, so what else do we have? So we got Karen's coming up, Chuck's coming up. Yeah, I just a quick mention, we're now 14 days left to register for the event. Yeah. Uh, for those of you, uh, we sent out some uh, passes here and there. If you haven't mm-hmm. registered, let us know. We can get you registered, but we yep. gotta, you got to be registered to be able to see the archived yeah. events. We know many of you will be busy on that mm-hmm. day and yeah. have to pop in and out, but you want to be registered. That way you'll have access to all the recordings. That's, that's going to be the important part. We do have, um, for the morning show, there's a bunch of different codes that we've sent out to different, um, uh, companies, organizations. And for ours, it's morning show 100 for a hundred dollars off now. Um, so yeah, grab that. So grab that until the day of the event. So if, if you guys want to get registered for that, that takes it down to 
just under 100. Just bhphnationtv.com to get registered. Yep, absolutely. And I got to throw a quick mention in for our sponsors. I'm about to put out a post out on Facebook, but also uh, just a quick mention for our sponsors, NEO. Uh, Neil Verify, the underwriting folks, uh, mm-hmm. Dealer RE, the reinsurance company from uh, the East Coast, uh, Butler and Sanchez, mm-hmm. whom everybody knows, the accounting firm, mm-hmm. and then LHPH Capital is joining us as mm-hmm. a sponsor for that yeah. event. So thanks to all of them. Yeah, absolutely. That and we still have some that are coming in. So um, yeah, we'll add those yeah, next one. Of course. Once all that gets all. Shall we get to our topic? I'm actually looking forward to this conversation with Dave around the follow up on the rest of the story. Good morning. It's the rest of it. Who I don't is know that? how many of our listeners who, are old enough. That was Paul, Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Right the rest. We should start a Paul Harvey thing. Okay. I don't, I don't for the rest of the, the story. We're the only ones who are old enough to know, I think. So, yeah. I was, uh, every morning on the way to school, my dad dropped me off. We had to listen to Paul Harvey. So, yeah. So, you know, you some know, really great stuff. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was, uh, uh, I didn't remember listening to, to that too. And so dating ourselves, it's kind of like when I say mm-hmm. Reader's Digest version. And I don't think that anyone under 30, even 40, even knows <laughs> Uh, I have a gray on my face and no hair. I, I think I pretty well date myself most of the time. I, yeah. And I'm a guy. Categorize myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a guy who used to ride around on a tractor on a farm and only had AM radio in the tractor. Wait, so you got Paul that? Harvey and, okay. you know, whatever else they were feeding you. But, but yeah, it was, it was entertaining. It was yeah, good they, stuff. They it was still, good storyteller. Isn't it kind of funny how that they, there still is radio. I mean, and we'll listen to it every once in a while, but, yeah. um, and AM and FM radio, there's still, it's still a thing with, with Spotify and Pandora and all of the things that that's still, that's it's still a, a thing. Yeah. It's a okay. changing world. But should we, should we talk about I like, what I, we're here yeah, to talk I, about I instead of think just we should get to that. shooting the breeze? Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, so I, did you do I, I question? Did you make it uh, to your to your uh, 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 outing with your friends then? To Pi Day? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we did. Okay, who won? Uh, you know, some young kids, some, some yeah. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. that's just some not fair. Twelve-year-olds started off about seven like or eight. A, uh, really, 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 yeah. And he yeah. just he was just there. <laughs> <laughs> I got over it. There was still pecan pie when I got to the line. Well, uh, so I yeah. Stayed. And the gal, the 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 family that does this every year, she all of the kids are in pie T-shirts with the pie yeah. symbol, and she's got pie earrings. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an event every single year. Yeah. So. We had fun nerding out. So. We really did. Um, um, okay, story. so story. Uh, those of you who listened last week, you know, we we talked about um, our quest to find lodging, long-term lodging, um, yeah. a, a rental property, because um, we're going to be here in the Utah area for um, the next year. And... Um, Really, really, really rotten experience. I mean, just so transactional, so just trying every question that I got after asking a question was another disqualif- disqualifying question. And I hadn't, I mean, the, the listing didn't even have pictures of the inside of the house. So I'm just like, can I just, before I answer any more questions, can I just come see the house? And she's like, yes, just shoot me off a picture of your license and I'll give you the code for the front door. And I'm like, oh my gosh. After all that. Um, and you know, can't even, can't even, um, have a person there, you know, it's completely, uh, completely no, no connection whatsoever. And, um, so, you know, I, I, 
bitch. Can I say she that online? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think so. We'll find out. Just throw it out there. We'll, <laughs> pretty sure. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was a really negative experience, and so I never, I never responded. So, um, uh, last Wednesday afternoon, after the morning show, I, you know, I was like, uh, one of the problems that I was seeing is that three quarters plus of all the properties out there are rent to own. And I think it's because the market's gone soft. And so it's, and you have to go through this whole pre-qualifying thing and they say it's going to take 45 days. And I'm, I am not, I love my daughter, but I am not going to stay in the basement for another 45 days. I love her, love her, but I mean, you know, it's kind of time. And so I, I reshuffled everything to the oldest listing first. And so the oldest listing first, I was like, call it. And it was, a, it was an owner. And so I sent a text and I said, Hey, is this property still available? And I immediately get a text back says, yeah, it is. Do you want to come and take a look at it? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and, and so the next thing is, well, what time um, do you want to come today? And it's like, yes, I do. How about five o'clock? And he says, five o'clock will work. I've got a couple errands in the area. And so I'll just meet you up there. You got the right address. This is the right address. Da, 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 da. All right. So see you then. And so that, that was the end of the conversation. Just like very inviting, very come and see us. Every response was, was, was finished off with a question that invited me to continue to engage. And I don't think this gentleman understands the nuances of, you know, communicating with people and trying to get them to, but he, it's like natural for him. So, so we show up lovely, you know, outside and, and we come in and he's just showing us every nook and cranny. And he's just, you know, a lot of like, uh, pride in this project because they had remodeled it and he's you know just every little thing he's like okay so here's the master closet will that be big enough for you guys um you know here's the this and and it just kind of going through all the different they even took us to underneath the stairs and he's like okay so um when you guys when you guys uh saw and when you guys move in this is where you hook up all of the cable and the, the da, 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 da. i mean assuming the sale the whole way through not a single qualifying question he doesn't know us from adam and i'm walking through this place and i'm thinking to myself they misprinted the the rent because this is going to be at least a grand more than we're anticipating at least a grand more because it's just view of the entire valley i mean it's just it's beautiful and it's immaculate and um and so i'm just like crap Mm. they're gonna want more then I feel like, you know, feel comfortable doing. And I, I really like this house. And so I'm thinking to myself, the last, you know, 15 minutes or 10 minutes that we're walking through is like, what do I do? What do I do if they say it's going to be more? How can we make this work? Because yeah. I liked the house. Mm-hmm. And he was so inviting and it's just kind of like he's it felt like, hey, we're friends. And he was, you know, genuinely happy to see us and show us the stuff and just this really cute excitement about all the things and the bells and the whistles and, you know, the stuff that had happened. And so we get upstairs to the kitchen and um, and uh, one of the, I mean, the, the man loves to wire lights. There are lights everywhere, but it's so nice and bright. So he's, you know, the lights around in the kitchen is super, super bright. And, and, um, and, and then he goes, um, he goes, uh, so there are just two things 
and I mean, this we're we're in it like a half an hour now. There are just two things: no pets and no smoking. You cool with that? And I mean, still no application, no financial, qualification, no financial qualifications. No it's like, these are the two things you cool with that. And, 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 you know, he did before he added that, he said, I've had, you know, a lot of people that have come through. Um, Cause this, I think this property had been on the market for five months or something. Um, but he says so many people have pets, you know? And so he's like, we're just, we're really, cause they want to keep the, the property nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but so no pets, no smoking. You cool with that? And we're like, okay, so how much is it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, cause yeah. And so he reiterated what it was that was on the listing and we we're both looking at each other like, oh my gosh, this is, a, this is a D and that's probably one of the reasons why is cause like, you know, I just kind of want you to make sure, um, <laughs> make sure I don't have any hidden cameras. I will. Yeah, I will. I've, I see TikTok things on how to determine whether or not it's a two-way mirror. Yeah. Um, which, you know, one of these days we'll have to tell you a little bit about a couple of things they left in the house from the previous owners, which are right. hilarious. Um, and so, you know, we filled out an application, got a phone call, um, within, or got a, te- a message within minutes, like, yep, let's do this. And yeah, it was, it was so pleasant. I think the tie in day for, um, kind of to bring it back to the car side of this is, you know, we had just had that weird experience, which we shared on the morning mm-hmm. show and that we had done that sort of on the heels of, I did a poll on Facebook about, um, first of all, months ago, I did one about what's the order sales process, mm-hmm. you know, and then, then this time I asked really the question, which of these two comes first, a test drive or an application at your buy here, pay your dealership. And I think the responses came back in the range of 60% of people yeah. do an application first. So for, for us in the car business, this kind of ties in, like you hear this, mm-hmm. this gentleman who we ultimately yeah. rented from just assumed the sale, you know, gave us the full tour, mm-hmm. you know, assumed we were going to be the renters. And of course we ultimately became the renters, but it's like, it's, that's the part that we're kind of trying to drill down to is in the experience that we create and one quick aside at a meeting yesterday with one of our clients, who's also in real estate, she's starting mm-hmm. a buy here, pay your dealership. And she said, I heard your episode about that realtor. She said, that's yeah. such a black eye for, you know, our space. Mm-hmm. And then for me, Dave, the, the business owner says, what about those people that own that property? And they've got this real estate agent out there representing them. They probably would like to have, you know, a solid renter, but the real estate agent, you know, kind of just ruined the whole experience. We never even saw the property that these folks own. And so, mm-hmm. so you get the point. It's like, this is what we're trying to drill down to in the car business is this whole thing about qualifying a customer on the front end. And um, so that's really the, the crux mm-hmm. of what we're trying to get to, but your thoughts on that. Well, there's, that's, I mean, I, thanks for sharing the story. I was wondering how that all finished up. Actually, I hadn't really talked to you about uh-huh. it. All so it was interesting to hear how, how that went. Um, boy, you know, I've spent so much of my life, I spent the first part of my life doing a lot of customer service. And so it's kind of near and dear to who I am. And it's, it's kind of how I, uh, you know, the formative years of learning how to interact with people, um, as evidenced by my age, I'm, I'm probably a bit more, um, demanding customer service wise or expect yeah. more because that was how I was expected to, to do these things. Um, and so I go back to that basic first interaction of like, what is the, what is the goal, right. Of, of the connection. And, um, you know, I think I was trained, um, 
by you know 75 year old people who i was taking their groceries out of their car of, of like how how to service people and see people and talk to people and instead of you know just providing the thing of like first of all just having a conversation with them and i think that's what this gentleman did is like mm -hmm. didn't see uh, you as the potential renter, but said, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Um, but said, look, let's just meet the person. Let's just talk to them mm -hmm. and meet them where they are mm -hmm. yeah. and, and then go from there, like start at the, at the real connection spot first. And I think, I, I think, um, I mean, I see this in, in all kinds of businesses. I'm sure everybody does is that when businesses start to scale up that be, it become, everybody's just a number. And, and so maintaining that, that human connection, which is so vital and so valuable, and it has to be real. I mean, it can't be forced. Yes. It needs to be authentic. And I think that's where it comes back to authenticity in what is happening um, is one of the best foot feet for foot sport. One, <laughs> one, one of the best <laughs> um, ways forward. Uh, in, in, in starting any conversation. And I, and I think that, and I saw you, the, the poll too, he's like, okay, do you, do you just try to, because you, everybody's in smile, well, I don't want to waste any of my time. Yeah. Okay. Well then you don't, I mean, I think qualifying that and you know, going through all these screening processes. Yeah. You might be, end up not making the deal, but what happens if you are that person where maybe it doesn't work out that day, but you are kind to them. And then they said, you know what? They were really nice. We're going to come back when we get something in order or trying to find a collective solution for them. Like, okay, you know, okay, this one thing doesn't qualify me. How maybe, maybe I have some ideas on maybe how to help them. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, we, we put up so many barriers because we're trying to scale and we're like, okay, we just will fit here and we'll fit here. And I think I made the comment on Monday of like, you know, maybe you were talking to a bot in some of these, you know, because it's, it's so, so lacking humanity and it's a turnoff. At least to our, I think our generation, I'm kind of <laughs> curious about the younger generations because they have more of they have a different interaction with different things. They're used to certain things or not used to certain things, and so they might not care as much. But I think I think you know innately we all want and crave somebody who's actively listening to us. Right? It's it's uh, you know humans I think crave connection. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, and they do, they want to be, I use the, I use the term scene and Jim's like, I don't think a lot of people understand what, what scene means, but it's like, listen, uh, that's like what I have to say has been heard and you know, what, what my situation is, is whatever is it's, it's understood. And, and so being seen is about like, all right. Um, you know, what do you got? How, how can we help you? And, and just listening to the person throughout the whole process. And, and, you know, I kind of like with this and with, uh, with, um, the world of, of buy here, pay here dealerships, mm -hmm. this is only a one year relationship. Mm -hmm. And when we're, when we're talking to people that are coming into our dealerships, that's a three to four year relationship. And, and so it, it just, to me, it was like, I, um, also, I mean, you know, we're, we're us and, 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 uh, relatively responsible all the time. Um, but you know, we're, uh, we're, we're gonna like, we like these people and we know that they, they, I met the wife and Connie's just adorable, you know, all the stuff. And, and so it's like, I know, we know the people that we are going to be paying rent to every month. 
we know them that it's like if there's any problem that we we can just easily give them a call and say hey this is the thing you know what do you think we should because it's a rental um and it just, it really does set a very different, um, a different way to start this, this whole relationship. And, and I'm, you know, we, we see all the time, do you hire someone because they have loads of experience because they can sell anything or do you hire someone because they know how to connect with people? Um, you know, and just, it's like, you, you can load a lip and you can like, you can have them, you know, teach them the, the right process. You know, this is the process you do this and this and this, but it's, it's like, so I, this is just me. I, I see Jim's eyes furrowing. So I'm like waiting. Cause he's going to go, well, let's talk about this a little bit differently. But, um, <laughs> that, that, you know, if, if you get someone in there that is not afraid to have a conversation and that can connect with people and be friendly and not broom and just like, how can we help you? We're here to help you. I love working here because we help people. This is so cool. What can we do? Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And I think in the car business side of it, where it comes, you know, as a former dealer myself and having worked with lots of dealers in lots of places, I just see that. If, if dealers would just do the math through their CRM and see, okay, what percentage of customers that we meet and that we take an application from ultimately qualify? Mm -hmm. And and then you ask the question, how many of them might have qualified if we'd added co-buyer or added $1,000 down you know, or more or whatever? Mm -hmm. It's like, I think the problem that we run into in our sales process is we we tend to filter out folks. and And my concern is, we're going to miss some business. Like if I'm a dealer, I understand we can't help everybody. We're going to miss some customers, mm -hmm. but I want that decision to be as close to my desk as a dealer as possible. Mm -hmm. I don't want people out on the front end making a judgment about somebody, you know, right away because of some disqualifying situation. In fact, Dave, one of the things I always tell dealers when we're working with them when they're brand new in business, I say, you know, one of the things we see in this space, like we could do it right here in Salt Lake City. You could go out to buy here, pay here dealerships and walk up as do a mystery shop. And I would bet that in the first 30 to 60 seconds, you're going to be asked how much down payment are you working with? What's your job time? What's your income? You're going to get those disqualifying questions within the first 60 seconds in all likelihood. Yep. And so we're just saying, mm -hmm. look, it's an <laughs> opportunity for us to do something different. If we, rec if we approach the customer as though they're going to qualify and we take the time to get to know them, will we end up investing some time with customers, you know, that don't ultimately buy? You bet we will. Will they leave with good things to say about us and maybe send their neighbors and friends and family? Perhaps. Or come will back they when they feel like they're in a position. When they get yeah. their tax refund mm -hmm. and have a down payment that makes sense. Can we, will they come mm -hmm. back and see it? We hope so. Like that's kind of the premise that I'm operating on here. And what the takeaway that I get from the story is like, you know, I think we, we sometimes run the risk of having our people on the front end run away customers who otherwise would be candidates. Mm -hmm. And and this is where, gosh, it's just a missed business opportunity. It just it happens so much mm -hmm. in, in the dealerships we see. And so I just think that's the takeaway for me is like, I just don't want to see people on the front end, who, especially who don't have a real vested interest in the thing you know, to, to make those judgments. And so really that's what's happening here is we just saw the gentleman just be so assumptive about everything and just walked us through. And, and, it was, and, and, and if it had been that like, we didn't qualify, let's just say, then, then we would have tried to move mountains to like, what is it that we need to do um, yeah. to, to, to get this to happen? Um, 
and you know because it's Partly like you're already invested like house, in a relationship but also and, yeah. because the people yes. you felt comfortable dealing with yes. the people yeah and and i think to myself it could have been very transactional and he could have had us in and but having that connection with the owner just it's like we are it's like we know these it feels like we know these people mm-hmm. and it, it just it just adds a different like you don't feel like a number and so it's like it's just a rental you know i it it in a way to me it feels a little bit more like okay there's some i i like these people and i want them to continue to like me we're going to <laughs> we're going to follow all the rules and we're going to do this stuff cuz i like them <laughs> you know the other thing that's interesting dave is that at the end of the conversation the guy told us as we was talking about the thing about dogs and smoking he said you know we could have rented this place many times yeah. over and, and the neighbor later told us it had been on the market for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So he said, we could have rented this place many times over if it hadn't been for the dogs and, you know, the thing about pets and, and smoking. And so you'd think he would lead with that, right? I mean, you'd think that'd be among the first questions he asked either on the phone or when we, when we showed up for the yeah. tour. Because those are hard no's. But yet mm-hmm. he still took the time, invested the whole thing in the, in the whole walkthrough uh, very assumptive. And so I just find it interesting that, you know, ultimately it worked out just great for us, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I think there is a, a valid lesson in that, that we can take away just about, you know, being assumptive if we assume, and I, I think the math is in our favor on that. If we yeah. assume the customer qualifies in our buy here, payer space, and we walk them through, of course, there will come a point where we have to ask them questions that might otherwise, you know, be a limitation. Uh, th- there will come a point in the process where we have to do that. But, but I'm always trying to help dealers design their sales process in a way that we get as many customers as deep into the process as possible so that the decision makers, whoever we've appointed as decision maker, if it's not us as the dealer, right. they're the ones making those decisions. And they're the ones, because I got to say, you know, as a dealer myself, and I know a lot of the dealers we work with, they pride themselves in being super creative problem solvers. Mm-hmm. find a way to do the deal if there's a way to get there. And I, I don't think that's true of the people that work on the front lines for, for many of our dealers out there. And so that's why we just got to be careful that our process doesn't inadvertently. <clears throat> sometimes the, the salesperson disqualifies the customer. Sometimes the salesperson says so much that the customer concludes that they don't qualify themselves. You know what I mean? And so now we just we just missed a, an opportunity, and so that's the part that really drives me nuts. Is that you know we we work too hard, we spend too much money to build our business and run ads and whatever else, and we create this traffic, and then we kind of mishandle that traffic. And so this is something that you know I want to see dealers be able to improve. And so I thought the story was you know a, a relevant way to get there. So what are you thinking, Dave? What else? Do I, I no, I, I think that's I think it's right on the money. I think you brought up some really good points. Um, I mean, and and um one of the things that it made me think of is that it's also empowering the people that work for you to make, make decisions. Sure. Um, And say here are our goals. And, and yet you have to, as a manager or an owner, you have to respect that. And, and also not say one thing and then, well, your actions speak something else. For example, um, I mean, it's, it's been interesting. My, my daughter is in, has got her first retail job and, and I managed, retail um for a while uh one of my first jobs and so and we were very very successful and i was taught and i learned some really good lessons from some very wise people in business so i feel like i I have a really good you know understanding of that and it's interesting to hear from her as a kind of a brand new employee you know the expectations and the barriers that that people already set up and you know and and it's counter to their goals Hmm. 
meaning like, well, we, we want, you know, we want business, we want long-term business, we want to take care of the customers, we want to make sure they're having a great experience. But then they put demands on and say, well, you can't, you know, we only, we don't want you to interact too long. And some, some things like that where, you know, in my, in my opinion, they're just, they're doing it kind of mm-hmm. backwards from what I think a good customer or service experience should be or could be. And so I think I think understanding that as 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 an owner or a manager of people is like you've, you've got to make sure you're taking those barriers out of the way and that you're also teaching them yeah. and listening to them like what okay asking them what what you know what do you think we could say engaging them trying to make that a collective experience to where okay how do we do this so it's, it's so instead of a you need to do this you need to engage the customers I need you to talk to these people it's like okay well how how here's what we want to accomplish how do how do we do this best. And having that kind of rapport with people or for you might help avoid some of those, those issues. That's, that's the one thing that kind of came to mind as you're talking. Cause it's, yeah, I think sometimes it is, it's like, it's, it's, we want to do these things. And then we also say, well, these people on the front lines are not doing what we need to do. Okay. Well, what can I do to make them help them out as yes. opposed to penalize them or say, well, you have to hit, no, no, how, why, why aren't they doing that? Are you, are, do you have them doing other things or have you set certain metrics that are really counter to you know what it is you really want to accomplish yeah and i think well, you're asking that part of the business yeah let me ask you both i'm just going to pull you both as experienced <laughs> business people so if i have a dealership that has traditionally done that disqualifying early on they ask the question right in that first 60 seconds and we switch that up and <clears throat> we start <clears throat> excuse me bringing customers further into the process what would be your best guess dave you first in terms of how much i would increase my closing percentage what do you think i would improve if if i moved from a disqualifying situation to being more inclusive and inviting customers deeper in the process. Do you want to go up uh, me, me first? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, well, I, I, I'm going to qualify mine. I would say probably 25%, um, uh, maybe even higher. The issue is going to be, I think on good customer service and I experienced this for quite literally over a decade, it might not be that day. And, and that's, then that's the hard thing yeah. is that it might, you might have to invest some time up front and it pays off down the road. And that's hard for everybody in these transactional situations of like, well, you know, I helped that gentleman four months ago, right. You know, they liked us, they came back in, it, does that get tracked? And that's that whole understanding yeah. of how you kind of manage those, those pipelines, those people. So I think it could even be higher, but I think even just having seeing somebody, you know, being patient, being, letting them be seen, talking to them instead of doing the disqualifying stuff. Like, let's just have a conversation, understanding why they're that, why they're there. And yeah. what it is, I mean, what's, what's the value? What's the value exchange we can do for each other yeah. and trying to get to that. And how can I help you out? And what, what can I, what can I show you as, as, as opposed to, I'm sorry, I don't even want to talk to you unless you hit these things. I yeah. think, I think it could even go higher than that. Yeah, yeah. Good. What do you think? Michelle? Um, so I, very similar thoughts as Dave, except I, I was thinking like, if you're looking at the day of, mm-hmm. you know, maybe somewhere around 10 to 15%. But if you're looking at the future, or people, because I I've, I see dealerships and I love this, that even if they didn't get through the thing, but they refer people, and we've got your name down. And if you refer people, we're going to give you a $100 check mm-hmm. for, for whatever. And so you have something like that, as well as, you know, we've treated you really well. By darn, you're probably going to get one or two sales off of that, off of that exchange, off of that I, experience. And I think from my own perspective, I think we could same day, and you're absolutely right about mm-hmm. picking up more business mm-hmm. later. 
But I think the same day we could pick up, a, we could improve our closing ratio by 15, 20%. Mm -hmm. So if that's true, then can't we hire some extra people? If, if most of our dealers just yeah, looked at what's, yeah. what's that move, what's that change in terms of my numbers? Can I not afford to hire an extra person and go ahead and invest the time with customers? Yes. It's going to take more time per customer. I'm going to invest time with people who don't ultimately buy, mm -hmm. which means I'm going to need more people, mm -hmm. but gosh, I mean that 15, 20% easily adds people to the staff, right? Absolutely. So, and I'll give you a quick anecdote. Um, sorry. I know we're running long here. Um, uh, I know, I don't know how, how uh, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, bought RC Woolley, um, years oh, ago really? uh, as a, as a group. And I don't know how widespread. Are, RC for Woolley those of you who don't know, RC Woolley is one of the big, furniture. um, furniture stores in the Salt Lake area. In Salt Lake, and, and in, in generally, I think in the West now, um, yeah. but I mean, they were so profitable mm -hmm. that Buffett came in and purchased them mm -hmm. and they ran. So I happen to know, um, one of the one of the kids I grew up with, his dad was like one of the general managers. Uh, they made a very distinct switch early on uh, when he came in. So he came in, they were languishing and and he was all about customer service. And what he said is, is we need to quadruple the number of people on the floor, which some people went, oh, my gosh, are you kidding? Well, that's too many people. It's just this is going to be crazy. And he said, no, I want to make sure that everyone in there gets asked if they need help at least he and he had a metric so many times. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they added, they quadrupled their staff. Well, their profits went through the roof eventually. It wasn't overnight, but eventually. And so that became the kind of the moniker, right? Of like, you go into RC Woolley, it can be annoying. <laughs> I think eventually, but the, you're not getting out of there, uh, not getting asked for help at least three or four times. You're, yeah. You know, you've got a great point. Yeah. You're just not. Yeah. And I mean, that that was a very real, real case where, you know, this was an acquisition, eventually an acquisition target by one of the, you know, the great investors, you know, in, in some in, in a in a company that became very profitable. And that one decision led to their explosive growth. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I get where you're saying, because we've been to RC Willie um, and uh, our other furniture stores. And it's kind of like, nope, don't need help. Nope, don't. And that's a little bit irritating. But you want to know what's even more irritating is wanting to buy something and no one will help you. Right. That's or more irritating. Yeah. Right. Or when you make that mental switch of like, yes, I want that thing. Then I need to talk to someone and uh -huh. no one can be is, found. No one can be found. Has and any of the three of us not bought something in RC Willie? I, I bought all kinds of mercy. Well, regardless of how annoying it is, you end up buying them. Uh, so it's like, so yeah, yeah. we obviously want to be able to have yeah. it. Get and they also sold, they also uh, were the biggest dealer of hot dogs, by the way. That was another one, a little oh. fun fact of like, Not, they, like the outs, outside. Yeah, they did the hot dog, whatever it was, every Friday. And so that was another thing. So anyway, I mean, I, I, sh I share that as a, it was, it was a, it was a, a kind of a revolutionary approach at the time of like, why would you add that much in overhead? um, to, to your staff, he did. And it was probably one of the better decisions that they've yeah. made. And it just shows that, you know, eventually if you can really service a customer and help a customer and, and, and be there when they need it, yeah, um, it, it does pay dividends. Yeah. yeah. We just uh, had a comment on a, one of our old YouTube videos from like eight months ago about a car dealership. We did a story about a car dealership <laughs> in Oklahoma city that sold 2000 cars in a month. They used to have 80 salespeople on the floor on a Saturday morning at a car dealership. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So it gives you, you know, and, and they, Set records, but anyway. They, well, they were kind of like 
nutty. Yeah, it was. But it was right, do you, I, I, did we talk to you about that one? No, I'm I, no, I'm curious about it. That sounds like what's that? What was the name? Lynn oh, Hickey. Lynn Hickey Dodge. Do you remember Lynn Hickey Dodge? Uh-uh. Evil Knievel with uh, Lynn Hickey Dodge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he, you saw it too. I lived in Seattle and I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I know exactly what you're talking Oklahoma, about. Oklahoma, where this happens. Yep, so yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Folks, yep. we're not coming down from this conversion van until we sold a thousand cars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I think we've taken up enough time. Dave, thanks so much for joining. We enjoy having you. You know, we well, just- I enjoy being here. It's fun to talk. Yeah. I'm about all this stuff. So I well, it kind of gives us a reason to chat. Yeah. Um, while we're doing something that's productive too. That's right. So that's right. it's exactly. It's, okay. per- it's perfect. Thanks, Dave. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put you backstage. Really appreciate you being here. And if you want to stick around for just a minute, sure. we're, yeah. we're just going to wrap up. Thanks. See you, everyone. Thanks. All righty. Well, um, it's good to have. It was it, a happy ending. Yeah. yeah. It's good to have smart people. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that too. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, we do again. Karen Barnett is yeah. going to be joining us on Friday. And then Chuck, um, uh, the Friday Chuck after Bonanno, that, Chuck Bonanno, the, um, new the following FIADA Friday. And yeah. Director. So we're uh, um, looking forward to seeing you all then. So yep. be watching for that. Make sure you tune in and have yourselves a rest, uh, rest of your day. Really great. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> <See ya>. Thanks. <laughs>